for the truth of that song this evening. And uh, that ought to be the heart cry of each and every one of us is that we stay true to the Lord. And uh, I'm glad for those that uh, maybe they have messed up and, and they have gotten themselves into trouble and they found the grace of God to be sufficient. Uh, but I'm glad tonight that that doesn't have to be everybody's testimony. Amen. Uh, you can stay true to the Lord and you can give the Lord the best uh, years of your life. And as a matter of fact, that is God's will tonight. Amen. That you stay true to Him. And I thank the Lord that He stayed true to us. Amen. He's been so good to us. And just thinking upon uh, the last year, everything that the Lord has done for us and and I know that you could echo those sentiments and those thoughts of just how the Lord has proved himself over and over again uh, in the, uh, the previous year. And uh, I know that he's the same God, amen. And he is Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And uh, the world's in bad shape, but that, we've always known that, amen. That's nothing new to us, uh, but God is still on the throne tonight, amen. I want to encourage your heart from the Word of God this evening. If you would, go with me to Micah chapter number 7 this evening. Micah chapter number 7. And just going to read a few verses this evening in Micah. And uh, the opening verses of, of Micah chapter number 7. As Micah closes his prophecy uh, that the Lord has given him here in uh, chapter number 7. Now, Micah is laden with... Um, Command, or excuse me, uh, warnings and uh, decrees of judgment, and then it does um, look pretty good in the middle. He call, talks about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, but I'm glad that uh, we can end on a good note here in Micah chapter number seven and see what the Lord has to say. Amen. Micah seven and verse number one tonight. The Bible says, "Woe is me." For I am as when they have gathered the summer fruits and the grape gleanings of the vintage. There is no cluster to eat. My soul desired the first ripe fruit. The good man is perished out of the earth, and there is none upright among men. They all lie in wait for blood. They hunt every man with his brother with a net. That they may do evil with both hands earnestly. The prince asketh, and the judge asketh for a reward, and the great man, he uttereth his mischievous desire, so they wrap it up. The best of them is as a briar, the most upright is sharper than a thorn hedge. The day of thy watchman and thy visitation cometh, now shall be their perplexity. Notice verse 5, trust ye not in a friend, but put ye not confidence in a guide. Keep the doors of my mouth from her that lieth in thy bosom. For the son dishonoreth the father, the daughter riseth up against her mother, the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Man's enemies are the men of his own house. Therefore I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Notice verse number 8. He said, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. And then he says this. He says, When I sit in darkness... The Lord shall be a light unto me. I want to preach on this thought for just a few moments tonight on don't be afraid of the dark. Don't be afraid of the dark. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. And Lord, as we reflect upon the past year, Lord, we just have to praise you and thank you, Lord, for who you are, for what you've done. 
And Lord, as we look to the future, God, we know that uh, your resiliency, Lord, your steadfastness, Lord, your constant uh, character and your constant present, Lord, we're always with us. Father, we look to the future and we're thankful, God, for uh, what you're going to do and how you'll be with us there. And uh, Lord, I'm glad that you go before us as you told uh, those Jews in the Old Testament, you make the crooked places straight. You break in sunder those barns of iron, the gates of brass. Lord, I'm thankful that you scout the trail. Lord, you go before us, Father, and you, uh, Lord, clear a path for us, God. And we're thankful, God, that you're there in our past and your faithfulness is present, Lord. You're there with us in the future. And God, even here tonight now in our present, you're with us, Father. We thank you, Lord, for that. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would speak to our hearts tonight, Lord, as uh, we may deal with things in the coming year that we don't even know and understand. I pray, Lord, that you would encourage our hearts tonight and, Lord, that you would help us. God, if there's one here tonight lost without you, I pray that you'd speak to that heart. God, that you'd show them where they're at without you. And, Lord, that you would draw them to yourself, draw them to the foot of the cross. And, Lord, this would be the last night, God, that they would be lost or that you'd save them. God, for time and eternity, Lord, before it's everlasting too late. God, I pray that your will would be accomplished in this place. Lord, we want to say we love you. Thank you for loving us. And I pray, Father, that you'd bless us and help us in the preaching of your word. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. When we open up in Micah chapter number 7, he literally says in verse number 1, he said, Woe is me. He finds himself in distress because of what he sees around him. And of course, we could relate with that. Uh, Jeremiah said it like this. He said that his eye uh, affected his heart. And we ought to be moved by the things that we see uh, in our society. We ought to not get so cold and callous that we look around and we're no longer moved by what's taking place around us. And we ought to have a burden uh, for the iniquity and the wickedness and the sin uh, that seemingly is on every hand and touching every household. But uh, Micah expresses this uh, this uh, position that he has and, and he illustrates it uh, by using darkness. He goes through and he talks about uh, his friends in verse number 5. He said, trust ye not in a friend, put ye not confidence in a God. He talks about family there uh, with that, uh, that her that lieth in thy bosom, talking about that spouse. In verse number 6, he talks about the son dishonoring the father and the daughter uh, and, and the mother and the daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law. And so he speaks about friends and then he speaks about family. But in the midst of this difficulty, thank God that he speaks about his faith. Amen. He said in verse number 7, he said, Therefore I will look unto the Lord. And, and as I said, it's good uh, to look around in society and it's good to be burdened about things uh, but you don't want to let your glance fall too long. Amen. Because you'll begin uh, to get discouraged and we ought to always bring ourselves back to the Lord. He's the one that never changes. He's the one that's always the same. He is righteousness and He is purity and He is holiness and is it was preached on Sunday. He is the standard for everything tonight. Amen. And we can always return back to Him and we can always look to Him and draw our strength and our encouragement from the Lord tonight. He says in verse number 8, 
He said, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. And he says, When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. You know, the Bible has a lot to say uh, about darkness. The Bible talks about in Exodus chapter number 10 and uh, verse number 21, the Bible talked about a darkness which could be felt tonight. Amen. That was a natural darkness. And then we think about man's natural natural state apart from God. And Paul told the Ephesians as he talked to this crowd that had been saved, he said that they were sometimes darkness, that they had been in darkness, but God had delivered them out of darkness and brought them in uh, to His marvelous light tonight. Amen. Uh, there is a darkness that comes from continual sin. Jeremiah chapter number 13 and verse at number 16 talks about that darkness that comes because of sin and as a matter of fact it was God that brought about that darkness tonight amen uh, we think about satanic oppression in Colossians chapter number 1 and Paul talked about the power uh, of darkness tonight Job mentioned the darkness of the grave and Peter in 2nd Peter mentions the eternal darkness of judgment tonight amen and there's one thing about it that the darkness that we see in our text is a distinct darkness. It is a darkness that is felt inwardly. It is a darkness that is experienced spiritually tonight. And he says, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Amen. I say again tonight, don't be afraid of the dark. Number one, we see this. We see that this darkness is identified whenever we consider the text tonight and we think about it we have to know and we have to understand that ultimately this darkness is uh, a result of man's sin and man's iniquity and Micah looks around and he sees the state of those around him he sees the state no doubt of his nation he sees the state of the people in the homes and uh, he feels uh, uh, depressed and he feels uh, uh, low down because of what he sees tonight but in order to identify this uh, this judgment we have to understand where this judgment is coming from in the previous chapters nations like Moab are mentioned uh, uh, sins are mentioned and abominations are mentioned and we have to understand that this this uh, darkness is being brought about uh, as a form of judgment uh, upon his people and Micah like many of the other other prophets uh, is trying to encourage the people of God to get right with him uh, listen the common denominator and the common theme and the common message of every prophet in the Bible is for the people of God to repent tonight. Amen. That's still relevant for today. Amen. I I question those that say that they don't believe in repentance. I question this movement that has kind of bypassed repentance and completely left it out of the gospel. Understand that repentance is necessary for salvation tonight. Amen. God thought so much of sin that He killed His only begotten Son and He sent Him to the cross of Calvary and God hath commanded all men everywhere to repent tonight. Amen. 
You say, what's the problem with some people? Some people's problem is, is they've made a decision, but they've never repented tonight. Amen. There's no change in their life. And I'm glad that the glorious gospel that we preach and the gospel that we find in this word tonight, whether you're, you're on a church pew or whether you find yourself in the world, in the depravity, in the depths of sin, I'm glad that the gospel brings about a change tonight. Amen. And so judgment in this uh, book is being pronounced upon Samaria. We know that uh, God had sent a revival to the people of Nineveh through the prophet Jonah. That uh, revival that the Assyrians experienced have, uh, has now died away. That revival, it came and it had... Uh, some impact and of course even the king of Nineveh repented and the people of Nineveh re repented but now that revival has, has died away it has gone away and now the Assyrians are coming uh, to destroy Israel and Michael, Micah is here and he writes of the coming destruction of the people of God if they refuse to repent Micah is left in darkness because of the coming destruction of his people. Micah is left in darkness because the sin that is found upon every hand. Micah writes and he tells us concerning this situation. Number one, it is a sinful situation. He says in verse number two, the good man is perished out of the earth. And there is none upright among men. They all lie and wait for blood. And they hunt every man, his brother, with a net. You know who he's talking about tonight? He's talking about the people of God. He's talking about those whom God has made a covenant with. And he says, the good man is perished out of the earth and there is no one to be found that can be called good. And so it's a sinful situation. And needless to say tonight that the situation in America has been brought forth because of sin. Because of our lackadaisical attitude towards sin. Because of our attitude towards things that at one time they were viewed as, as you didn't even talk about them in public. And now look at the shape that our society is in. So it's a sinful situation. Number two, it's a serious situation. He said that they may do evil with both hands earnestly. These are not just wicked individuals, but what they're doing is they're perfecting their craft. They're finding new ways to sin and they're wanting to be good at it and they're wanting to develop it. And boy, you don't have to look very far in the world huh, to see the sin of its own every hand. And men are not just wicked, brother, they're perfecting it. They're not just terminating pregnancies and murdering babies. Now they're, now they're passing legislation to kill them after they're born. There's no way to veil that and to shatter that. Murder is what, that, what the Bible calls that tonight. Amen. It's not shacking up. It's not, uh, listen, it's not living together for, uh, for government benefits, you know. It's still shacking up. It's still fornication. It's still chambering. That's what the Bible calls it tonight. Amen. While many of God's people want to look the other way. God still declares it to be sin tonight. Amen. It's a sinful situation. It's a, a serious situation. It's a sad situation. Look what he said in verse number 5. When he ought to find those that he can confide in and that he can talk to. He said, trust ye not in a friend. Put ye not confidence in a God. Keep the doors of my mouth from her that lieth in thy bosom. Your friends, 
Those that you would fellowship with, even your wife, keep your mouth closed is what he's saying. But thank God, in spite of a sinful situation, a serious situation, a sad situation, thank God Micah writes tonight about a sovereign God. Amen. In the midst of a situation, he said, Therefore I will look unto the Lord, I will wait for the God of my salvation, and my God will hear me. Even though the friend's forsaken me, even though you can't talk to your wife, even though the family's turned upside down, thank God there is a God in heaven who has not changed. And thank God we still have access to Him tonight. Amen. So the darkness is identified. We know that this darkness has come from God tonight. Amen. Secondly, we want to look at this darkness and we want to see how it is to be interpreted. We've identified that it has come from God. It is a a result of sin and it is God's judgment upon the people of God. But then how are we to interpret this darkness? How are we to consider it? How are we to think about it tonight? Amen. Well, there are some pitfalls whenever we enter into darkness. There are some pitfalls that, uh, that uh, present themselves to us when we find ourselves in spiritual darkness tonight. Amen. Number one, we ought to not fall into the pitfall of thinking that our experience is unique. Don't fall into the pitfall uh, of thinking that your experience is unique. There are some characters in the Bible that found themselves uh, in dark places and they uh, came to the conclusion that they were the only one. You think about Elijah. As he was on the run for his life from Jezebel, he'd already stood before Ahab. He'd already done some great things. He'd already been used of God. But Jezebel put out a warrant for his death. And now he goes and he finds himself under the juniper tree. And we remember what he declared. He said, I, even I, only am a prophet of the Lord. He said, I'm the only one left. I'm the only one in my situation. And where I find myself, it's unique to me. Don't fall into that trap tonight, amen, of thinking that you're the only one that's in the situation that you're in. You know what that breeds? That breeds an attitude of gloom and doom. Nobody knows what it's like to be around. Nobody cares about me. No, nobody understands how I feel. Nobody knows where I'm at tonight. Amen, listen to me tonight. You're not the only one and you're not the first one with a problem tonight, amen. But I, I, I'm reminded tonight that God has given us a church. Amen. And, and we ought to not let our church, and I don't believe that we're this way, but sometimes you go to churches and, and all people do is they come, they show up for service, and then they go home, and there's no real connection. Listen, God has given us this body that we can draw strength from one another. Amen. That we, that we can, that we can uh, hold each other up in prayer, and they can, we can walk hand in hand. Don't think for a moment that your situation is unique to you because there is somebody somewhere who has been through what you're going through now. Amen. So don't think that your experience is unique to you. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter number 10 and verse number 13, he said, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Elijah uh, was a man that was subject unto like passions 
as we are. Amen. And thank God these men are not just characters on the page of the Word of God. These are men who, who walked in shoe leather and they lived in the human experience and they faced the same problems that we have and they found that God was faithful to them and God was able to help them in the midst of their darkness and in the midst of their sorrow tonight. Amen. So don't think that your experience is unique uh, to you. Number two, don't think that your experience is unending. Don't think that your experience is unending tonight. Amen. Understand that you'll not be in the situation that you're in uh, forever. Listen, every tunnel has an end. Thank God. Listen, every valley has a mountaintop. Amen. The Bible declares unto us that this too shall pass. Amen. And you'll not always find yourself in that situation. And you may have yourself thinking on back when you had revival in your heart and a song on your lips. Amen. And when everything was better and the birds were singing and you often think back on that. Hey, listen, I'm glad that God is able to breathe life into that situation again and he's able to send revival again and he's able to give his touch again tonight. Amen. Our experience is not unending tonight. Amen. Understand that we must not believe that our experience is unique. We must not believe that our experience is unending. But understand this tonight. We must not believe that our experience is unpardonable. Now, hear this when I say this. We read in the book of Micah tonight that this darkness is coming as a result of the news of God's judgment being on the way. You need to understand and I need to understand tonight that sometimes when things happen in our life we need to stop feeling sorry for ourselves because there are times and moments in my life when I enter into darkness you know whose fault it is? It's not the devil's it's not the brethren's fault it's not the preacher's fault it's not the church's fault it's my fault tonight. Amen. And reaping and sowing is still in the word of God tonight. Amen. And we've adopted this charismatic philosophy that God is always on, and He is. He's always on our side. But listen, He's not some angel sitting on your shoulder. Amen. Listen, He is a God of judgment. He is a God of truth. He is a God of righteousness. And He is a just God. And He doeth all things well tonight. Amen. Just because you've entered into darkness does not mean that the universe is against you tonight. Amen. You may have to take spiritual inventory and look at some of the decisions that you're making and figure out why the things that are happening in your life are happening tonight. Amen. But don't believe that your experience is unpardonable. The prophet gave hope. Just as all the prophets gave hope. There was an opportunity to repent. There was an opportunity to get right. And so you don't have to continue in that darkness tonight. If it is self-manufactures and it is a, 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 a reward of your own deeds in sowing and reaping tonight, thank God you can repent and you can get right with God tonight. Amen. And so we see that this darkness can be identified. Number two, this darkness can be interpreted. But then when we look here in the Word of God, we find when we look at this darkness that the situation is improving tonight. Amen. Look there again in verse number 7. 
He said, therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. I'm glad that in the midst of darkness, there are some certainties that we can find in the Word of God. When things are, are, are turned upside down and you don't know which way to go and you don't really have any real sense of direction in your life, I'm glad that there are some constants in life and there are some constants in the Word of God that we can always come compact to and we can find that God is faithful tonight. Amen. He said rejoice not against me O mine enemy when I fall I shall arise when I sit in darkness the Lord shall be a light unto me. Listen God has a will for darkness and God has a method when it comes to darkness and God uses that darkness whether good or bad. He's using it to improve us. He's using it to train us. He's using it to strengthen us tonight. You understand this that the greatest work that God has ever done He did it in the dark. And so what do you mean by that? On the darkness of a hillside in Golgotha and the darkness of a borrowed tomb, God did the greatest work that He ever did on behalf of humanity. The Lord Jesus Christ as He went down the Via Della Rosa and He experienced the uh, the the... the the sin uh, of mankind being laid upon him walking up Calvary's hillside all the way to that cross God was there and just a handful of people were there on the cross uh, those thieves were deriding him and God there on the cross turned the lights out on his son and did the greatest work that he ever did in the dark and it could be tonight that while you sit in darkness and while you don't know what God's doing and you can't figure it out. It may be that God is doing the greatest work that He's ever done in your life. Because here's what Micah said. He said, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. A just man falleth seven times, and he riseth up again. He said, When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto to me. You know what God told Solomon tonight? God told Solomon as the glory of God filled that room there, God spoke to King Solomon and he said that I will dwell in the thick darkness. And so tonight you may find yourself in the dark. Tonight you may find yourself with no sense of direction. As you pray, as you seek the Lord's face, you don't know what God's doing and you don't know which way to go. Oh, but I'm glad upon the promise of the Word of God. As we sit in darkness, God said He'd be a light unto us. And as we dwell in the thick darkness and we have no direction and we don't know which way to go, thank God that our God is there in the midst of that darkness darkness with us uh, and I'm glad that the light will shine again uh, and the sun's coming up in the morning and God will prove himself faithful as he always has tonight. Amen. So he declares again rejoice not against me O mine enemy when I fall I shall arise. And remember this part of the verse when I sit in darkness the Lord shall be a light unto me. Boy, when you think nobody cares, I'm glad Jesus cares. 
When you think nobody's there, boy, I'm glad God is there tonight. Amen. When you have no sense of direction, you can trust tonight that God himself is working on your behalf. Amen. And you may have fallen, but I'm glad you can get up again. You may be sitting in darkness, but I'm thankful that the Lord has promised in his word that just as he would be a light unto the people of Israel, God will be a light unto you tonight. Amen. Let's stand together as we have a verse of invitation tonight. Maybe you need to come. Maybe you need to pray. Maybe you're seeking the Lord's will in some areas in your life. Maybe you found yourself in darkness tonight. Well, I'm glad God promises to us that He'll be there. Sometimes when we're by ourselves, we get tempted. We get drawn away from the truth of the Word of God.